Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the TG Podcast. My name is Lester and I'll be bringing you true stories or relatable stories uh, regarding weightlifting that can actually give you an idea of how weightlifting can be applied to your life and how life can actually be applied to your weightlifting. So I am still in Montreal. Uh, I'm here for the World Masters Championships and as part of TG Strength, I'm here to provide coaching and support for my teams. Uh, all up, we actually had five people compete for TG Strength, uh, but all together, I coach uh, two additional lifters uh, for Victoria, one from Victoria and one from Queensland. So I think for this podcast, um, I know that there are a lot of questions being asked about my trip. I want to use this opportunity to share with you uh, some of the lessons that I have learned from this trip, how these lessons or this experience will be able to help you carry on further uh, with your weightlifting journey, and more importantly, um, the stories that we actually, or the memories, I would say, that we actually have gathered from this two-week trip with my team and myself. So, first of all, um, with the trip, this is my third international coaching commitment. Everything is self-funded, just to let you know. Uh, for the Masters athletes, most of them are basically funded on their own. Uh, a background story, we basically did all our own um, fundraising, you know, from trying to sell t-shirts. Uh, for me, I did a lot of workshops to cover the cost. Uh, I also had a GoFundMe page that, uh, you know, people donated to. I'm really thankful for all those who have put in their donations. Uh, without your donations, I wouldn't be here talking to you today in Montreal. Uh, more importantly, Thank you for supporting my guys, you know, buying their t-shirts, doing whatever fundraising we've been doing uh, to get them to the competition. Again, like I said, we had a good, a reasonable size, a handful of athletes that actually came over to Montreal with us. And I think we actually did really well as a team, as a gym, you know, to have five athletes out of I think it's 23 athletes representing Australia. Um, it is, I would say it's my honor to coach them. Uh, they've shown me that by putting in the consistency, putting in the effort, the results that they wanted naturally came. So all in all, very happy with the results. Uh, we walked away with several medals. More importantly, I think everyone realized the amount of work that they've put in, even before the competition, even before flying to Montreal, their, their intensity in training, I think, has paid off. In my opinion, one of the big lessons learned is if you prepare well, you're always going to perform well, regardless of the result. Why I say that? Because in weightlifting, basically, it, it, in one of my posts, like I said, it's very unforgiving. And you only have three attempts. You know, if you just lose a little bit of focus, those three attempts could easily be wasted. 
So again, the more important thing is to actually celebrate the journey. I think a lot of us don't do that enough in weightlifting. You know, we are, we are, we're always trying to strive for perfection, and what ends up happening is we become too self-critical. That that is a very important lesson because if you don't actually look at celebrating something, it becomes a really very negative experience at the end of the day. So for me, for my lifters, if they're listening to this, I hope they walk away understanding that regardless of what the outcome they had, they deserve to celebrate every ounce of it. They deserve to celebrate every ounce of them being here and being together as a team. This also brings me to the next lesson. Uh, this is one of the big lessons I feel and I think that can actually strike a chord with a lot of lifters um, is that you actually need someone here for you. Uh, I don't mean just a support staff. I don't mean a family member to you know help you out. I actually think that it is really important to have someone like your personal coach around. Why do I say so? Because you know I believe that at the end of the day, if you're competing in such an event, which is the World Masters Championships, um, it is equivalent to the World Championships, but you know, on the Masters level. And as the years go by, I've seen that the standard has gone up. So the need for having your personal coach there is also increased. The personal coach is there to not only support, but the personal coach understands what the individual actually needs to do to achieve good technique, to achieve a correct mindset, to achieve absolute uh, perf performance on the day itself. Whereas if you know there is no one to help you, you are there on your own, in a setting like this, you could easily be lost in the chaos. Why do I say that? Um, take for example one of the two of the e two of the sessions that I coached right at the end where I think it was um, the 35 to 39 age group in various categories we actually had one lifter one lifter in each of the uh, weight classes and when I had to coach them um, the numbers for most of the attempts were really close so what do I mean by that is from your first attempt, you may have, after completing your first attempt at, let's say, 56 or 57 kilos, right, you may have to wait 8 to 9 attempts before your next attempt because there are probably another, you know, s 6 to 7 people that might be attempting just 2 weights on the bar. And that, for example, if it's 57 kilos, it could be 58 or 60 kilos before your turn on the second attempt. So when there are that many attempts in between, the need to have the personal coach there comes in. You know, for example, I, uh, one of them I was actually coaching on behalf of another coach, and I had no idea, or I tried to get an idea uh, by texting the coach on the spot of how you know we should try to keep the individual warm before the next attempt. So I think things like that are really important because it helps give um, the lifters
encounter a little bit of similarity or familiarity uh, in their warm-up process or even in their competition process so that there, is n- there isn't that extra stress of worrying, oh, what am I supposed to do? On the other hand, I also feel like you know it is important that when, take for example, if I coach someone on, be on, on behalf of someone else, um, I, I, as a, I as the coach who will be at a competition have to make the effort to actually um, understand the psychic of the other lifter, uh, the psychic of the coach, how they interact, and try to replicate that as much as possible so that the lifter can actually be comfortable and able to perform. So this is why it's so important to actually have that, that leadership role available for the lifter. Um, the second thing that's important in that lesson of having a leader is logistics. You know, um, a lot of people when they come to these competitions, they travel on their own, so they do a lot of their their uh, booking of the flights, a lot of the booking of the accommodation, and all of that on their own. Um, before even we left, you know, I made sure that you know. What the first one that's more important or the first thing that's on the agenda to me to, to settle really fast is accommodation. Why? Because we need somewhere to stay. You know, it doesn't matter when you fly in, alright, but stay having a place to stay gives you a peace of mind. You know, you don't wanna come in and then, you know, at the end of the day you don't have your Airbnb available to you and you actually have to book somewhere else. So that causes also additional stress. So for me I think that was a very big lesson this year round where I actually made the effort to come in a little bit earlier. Uh, most of them came in on, I think, the Monday night, which was the 12th of August. I decided to make sure that I fly in on the 12th of August morning. Why is that so? Because I could then get into the Airbnb for the apartment um, understand how the setup of the apartment is, what facilities we have in terms of like cooking, you know, uh, food preparation, so on and so forth. Um, and also, more importantly, understand the surroundings. You know, uh, I have no idea where when I first got in, where we were, or how. Uh, all I know was we were located somewhat close to the venue, maybe two kilometers out, which was walking distance. But it turned out it took half an hour to actually walk to the competition venue. So saying that, I also think that you know by coming in early, it also gives me an idea of how to settle things like your transportation. You know, is it necessary? Like in Barcelona last year, most of the time we went around. The two modes of transport that we use, we use the te- uh, the Uber uh, Uber version of um, their their car sharing and the second one was the train you know so whenever we didn't want to take the train we'll be taking the, the their version of uber um, but you know i think that's really important because that is again additional costs uh, if we can reduce that as much as possible or at least if we know what is available to us you know the guys that come in all they got to do is just follow suit with the with what what's planned so I came in early, I did a recce or you know, just walked around to see where everything was, where the supermarkets were, you know, what available supermarkets we had, 
which one was better for fresh produce, which one was better for you know meats or proteins, um, and more importantly, how far we were from the train station, and you know that gave that gave them at least something less to stress about. You know, so if they needed something like oh, I need to have some kind of uh, I need to have a particular breakfast, for example. You know, we could go to the supermarket that actually provided the actual uh, ingredients that was necessary for that. You know, you got to remember, like for a lot of these athletes, some of them were were also in the process of making weight, or at least were trying to you know eat reasonably clean to get themselves ready for the comp. So all these were actually necessary. Uh, like for us, we split ourselves into two groups because we had about eleven people or twelve people coming with us. So it was quite impossible to find a place that could actually hold 12 of us. So we split into two apartments, you know, on the other apartment, they found the accommodation themselves. But, you know, because I got in early, I was able to find out where was the nearest supermarket for them so that they could get at least some food before, you know, the night was over and when they landed. Um, and that I think paid off really well you know they, they did some of the on the other apartment they did some of the hunting down on their own you know they had a bit of that downtime to walk around so so they had a better idea of what they had around their area you know for us we also had a better area of uh, idea of where to go for certain things like coffee and all that sort of stuff so I think that leadership role in the group was very important because it helped a lot with settling a lot of the logistics which took a lot of stress off the lifters all they had to do was follow the plan so now back to the plan so like I mentioned the plan is a very general term but it refers to very different different parts of the trip for me the plan before we came so this man you know what they were doing in their training, what they were doing in preparation to compete, what they were doing in preparation to fly and travel. So I think all of that was really important because they need to know when their last heavy day was, they need to know when they're going to fly in, how much rest they need. You know, It wasn't a very short flight. It was, for me, which was the shortest route, 24 hours at least. So how does the body actually recuperate? What you should do in during your flight or what you should do during the travel to get yourself ready so that by the time you get here, you are even though tired, but you are also still in somewhat a decent condition to start training straight away. So the plan for each of them was very different. Uh, you know, a lot of them, my focus was actually to get them to move better more importantly to move well so that even if they felt tired you know when they came in their technique won't fail them this is really important because when you're fatigued from travel when you are won't like you know tight from traveling if you're moving well that will affect you as little as possible Yes, the weights will feel heavy, but you will still be able to move well and hit decent weights. And I think for a lot of them, when they came in, it showed. All that work they put into their technique, weeks before, months before, they actually sat on the plane and flew over. By the time they came here, I knew they were ready. 
I knew they were able to they were able to execute what I needed to do in terms of the changes in their technique so I think it's it's really important because as a coach I harped on that a lot and I made sure that their focus was on that so that regardless of how their state of their body felt they were still able to execute so setting that plan for them right from the start even at the beginning was really important then once the plan was there it was trying to just get them to flow with that plan you know um, and that's why you need the coach there because if you get to get on the ground you know you don't know like how the training hall is like you don't know where else to go to train you know if they did have a training hall like what uh, we had in New Zealand in the 2017 Masters World Masters Games you have to find a location that allows you to train how far it is so on and so forth so you know I think it's it's being able to have that those contingencies and that's where you know the role of that leader or the coach comes in you know because I'm not I'm not uh, competing so in terms of my responsibilities is to make sure that the guys can focus on them moving well and them training well everything else is my responsibility when we get to a location like this or when we have actually fl flown over and you know everything is set to tweak them or taper them down to the competition itself so having that, that that coach there helps you flow or follow the flow when you are a lifter you know this is really important because if you think about it it's like it's like a it's like any business right the the owner of the business will set a certain target or have a certain project you know there's a certain plan that's set up and once the plan is set up the role of the the owner or the role of the leader is to actually try to keep that flow of move uh, the flow of progress moving you know we call that momentum you know because once you start rolling and you start kick-starting the the steps needed for the project you just keep going and you know if you just slow down a little bit you're gonna lose that momentum so when I got here when they were ready to train all they had to focus on was training and I just made sure that you know they kept training well moving well you know and everything else I tried to settle you know if they needed a place to actually uh, loosen up all right you know we spend some time in the pools you know that kind of thing I think that's really important because you you want to take as much um, as much stress out of them so that they can actually concentrate on their lifting and by doing so there's another important um, less or another another I would say key key role of the leader or the coach and that's to actually maintain the morale of the group you know we can keep things flowing we can keep things moving but you know on the mental or the psychological front we also got to try to keep them relaxed try to keep them positive you know try to even keep them like you know upbeat because you know they need to build a form of excitement through the point that they compete you know if things start being a little bit more negative they start to feel nervous if things start to be a little bit more negative their bodies will actually show 
that negativity in their movement so i feel like you know by having that that coach or your personal coach there it helps keep that morale up a little bit more why because the lifter actually has someone that is familiar that they can actually lean upon and what ends up happening is they remain more positive you know they see their coach and they go oh yeah he's here okay I'm in good hands so they're more positive so the morale stays up more importantly by having a group you know right from the start when after that last trip and after actually a few trips in the gym uh, where we went to different uh, domestic comms I started to put together a list of expectations or even a in a way a code of conduct and I think that set that that allows allowed us to set certain values or certain behavioral standards uh, within the group that always travels together and what that does is it holds everyone accountable to not only their actions but their behavior this is really important because if you know we we don't do that what ends up happening is they the morale will start going down when all these expectations are not adhered to you know so i think it's really important to have that leader there because by having a person there who constantly keeps people accountable the morale not of not only of the individual but also of the team continues to stay high so i think this is why you know i think with all that mentioned uh, it's so important to actually have the ability to have your personal coach there you know the the comfort that you get the familiarity that you get and even the assurance of you being able to just do what you're meant to do which is to lift that brings me to the next lesson so i think the next lesson is actually as a coach we have when we have a trip like that we put on a slightly different hat you know there is the everyday mode where you know we are we are constantly trying to build the lifter up we're trying to you know improve their technique we're trying to hold them accountable to their effort and their consistency you know but then when we come to a competition where we travel that 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 role suddenly becomes more focused that role becomes more like a competition mode you know i think it's really important to actually have the lifter and even the coach understand that because you're here to do one thing specifically and that is to actually follow through with your training and then perform on the platform so if that individual doesn't get that chance to do so right it means that there is not enough focus placed on the competition itself so for me um you know coming closer to the time of the competition you know or even flying off to montreal you know my focus started to shift into these lifters that were coming over you know making sure that you know i get to see them at least once a week more importantly i get to see them when they have to do their pull movements or their heavy movements uh and then once they got here my focus was purely on them 
you know, uh, making sure that that was carried through across when they flew, you know, uh, and also allowing them to, you know, really hone in and f know that they are here to do one thing, and that is to live well. So this is where all those expectations, right, for the competition were actually set even way before the comp. You know, understanding that, all right, this is how you need to be moving because by the time we get there, by the time you have the pressure of the comp, by the time you even see some of the top lifters that are lifting bigger weights than you, you know, you need to be ready to actually still execute what you're meant to do. However, that is a mutual thing. That is a two-way street. You know, if the individual doesn't realize what are their expectations, right? By the time they get to, they get overseas, they don't know what to expect, you know? And when they don't know what to expect, if something goes wrong, they stress out, you know? And like I said earlier, our goal as a coach is to reduce that stress as much as possible. Our goal as a coach is to make sure that they can still carry on a good flow and a good morale all the way up to the point where they step on the platform. And I think it's really important because by the time we get here, there isn't more lifters like in the gym or where they can hold these athletes accountable you know basically when we get here it's these athletes and myself so when i go into competition mode my goal is to actually not force them but get them to adhere to the values and the expectations that are available or have been set for them when they were back in melbourne they had the community and the gym pushing them for that so because there isn't that community that is here and all they have is themselves, right? That accountability or that task of holding each other accountable becomes in a way bigger or more focused because all they have is them to depend on, themselves to depend on. So this is where, you know, I have to actually remind them, all right, we're here to do this. This is what you have to do, you know. I just need you to focus on your technique. You know, it doesn't matter what weight you're lifting. This is all you have to do. Keep to that, you know. Support your teammates, you know. Enjoy the time here and embrace the experience. I think that's really important. You know, so I think with that lesson, you know, I've learned that when I am back in Melbourne preparing a group for competition, I have the community and I should use the community to keep these guys accountable because at the end of the day, all of them support each other. All of them encourage each other. By having more people there to say, hey, how are you going with the comp? Hey, how's your preparation for the comp? You know, it allows them to understand that they, are, they actually belong to a community. They belong to a group. You know, they've earned their way to actually be within that community. Then once they come here, that community suddenly is smaller 
based off the group of lifters so in order for them to still keep that same accountability that's where I come in that is a big lesson for me this trip uh, I think and I feel that I have made myself keep that a lot I kept every single one of them accountable to meeting those expectations that have been set for them the next lesson to that I've learned which is the third lesson is giving attention you know uh, as a coach basically your lifters are there for you to give attention to you know it is really important to understand this translates across all situations all environments all concepts what do i mean by that the best example i can give is school you know when you are in school right if you are not adhering to the standards in school you know making noise you know not listening in class so on and so forth your teacher doesn't give you the attention that you crave in fact the teacher takes away the attention from you and eventually punishes you in the role of a coach our goal is not only to give attention but our goal is to give attention at the right times you know so Lifters need to understand that when we are here for sole purpose or we are here with the focus of performing for a competition, right, the attention is put onto them to actually execute what the coach is expecting them to execute. Saying that, I know my own lifters, so I know when they need attention, when they can actually go on their own and more importantly when I shouldn't give them any attention you know this comes from the standards or the values that I've set for them through the code of conduct that I had brought up a couple of months ago this is really important because if you don't follow through with that right it means that you are choosing to be negative about it and when that happens I'll call you out you know take for example one of my lifters you know coming closer to the day of the comp she started stressing out you know she was thinking oh you know I'm still not at weight I've done everything I've done all of this you know so and she started you know basically being soppy about it when I saw that the first thing I did was stop that behavior I went on to say you are already doing what you can we are already doing what we can all we can do now is keep doing what we've been doing you know I continue to highlight to her what has actually been happening based off those circumstances this is why we got such a result or where we are of where we are and what all we can do is then go back to controlling what we can control 
which is to keep the consistency of her day up, right? Eating, sleeping, you know, moving about, even checking in with her nutrition coach, and then subsequently following through with the plan that have been set out, you know. So I think giving the attention to the right places is more important, you know, like that that example, basically rather than giving attention to what she did wrong, it was more important to give attention to how do we move on from here and keep going. So it paid off because at the end of the day, she continued with the process of what she needed to do with her nutrition and she dropped the weight that she needed. You know, so, so I think it is really important to understand as a coach when those things kick in for your lifters or when they start losing the focus and all you got to do is give attention to them to keep that focus in the right direction. And the other thing that I want to bring up about giving attention, which is another lesson that, uh, the, which is the lesson that I'm talking about now, is it is easier to give than to get. When, when you give more attention, it is reciprocated easily. You know, when you actually say, hey, I need you to do this, right? Uh, I actually appreciate that you, you know, you're trying to do this. I know it's hard, you know, uh, but all you got to do is just keep trying, right? Just a simple gesture like that. The individual goes, oh, he knows that I'm trying. So, yep, I'll try harder, you know, rather than the lifter going, what is it that I need to do? Or what should I be doing, right? A plan has already been set up way before. And this is why I mean, as a coach, I always have a plan set up for them, you know? That plan is meant for them to succeed. You know, there's no such thing as a plan to fail. You know, you never plan to fail. You only fail to plan. So, for each and every one of them, there was a plan for them to succeed. All I had to do was make sure that they were still on track with the plan. How I did that, it was focused on making sure that they paid attention to the right things or they were giving the correct attention to the right things. You know, one of the big ones, again, like I said just now, was maintaining technique. You know, when they got here, basically very little could have been done to improve their technique any further. A lot of it was just making sure that by the time they got here, by the time they did that heavy session that I have planned for them, their technique still flowed through and they were able to overcome the travel to be able to perform. Once that happened, I knew that they were ready for the comp. I think that's a, that's a, a hard one for us because, you know, in this day and age, we we prefer to get the attention. You know, you look at the way we are, we interact on social media. You know, basically we are constantly craving that attention of, oh, has someone liked my post or who's looking at my stories, so on and so forth. You know, how many views do I have on my stories? You know, 
I mean, uh, all this is reference to Instagram because that's the basically the only thing that I've been using lately. But when we actually look at it, the more we actually focus on getting attention, and this is what I picked up from uh, listening to a TED Talk by Joseph uh, Gordon Hewitt or whatever his name is, the actor, right? Um, when we focus so much on getting that attention, we always end up being unhappy. My translation of that is when you crave for attention over and over and over again, you will never be satisfied. Why? Because when will it be enough? When you focus on giving attention, right, you have you don't have a limitation to what you're getting. You know, you are putting in as much as you can and whatever you get in return, you end up being satisfied with it. You know? So so I think it's really important to understand that the more we give, the happier we'll be. You know? If I give attention to my training process, if I give attention to my nutrition, right? The more I do that, the more I'm gonna end up feeling like, hey, it's actually working. You know, because why? You're starting to see your abs again, you're starting to see your weight drop. So those results come naturally when you give the attention to the right things. You cannot expect those results to come and get those get get those results when you don't know what you're actually trying to give to get those results. You know? So yeah, I think balancing out understanding that if you're trying too hard to get attention, you'll never get enough of it. Then what ends up happening is you'll always be unhappy and unsatisfied. Okay. So fourth lesson is decisions. Alright? Uh Everyone knows, everyone here or everyone in Montreal that had been here with me knew that I had to make certain decisions, you know. As a coach, day to day, you make a lot of decisions, whether your individual goes heavier, whether your individual should pull it back, you know, writing a program itself is also a decision-making process. Seeing the individual come into the gym is also a decision-making process. So I think it's really important to understand when you make a decision, it's your choice, right? It's easy when someone makes a decision for you, you know, and technically when it's competition, that should be the case. Why? Because you take away that stress of decision making and that is put onto the coach myself all you gotta do is do what you're meant to do, which is to execute your lift, right? Regardless of what weight it is, regardless of when to go, that is left to the coach. So the coach actually has that decision-making power. Why is that important? Because the coach is accountable for how you perform on the platform. You are accountable for performing on the platform. Does that make sense? Let me repeat that, right? Your responsibility or your accountability is based off how you execute your lift. Where you are in the competition or how well you perform in the competition or for the competition 
is the responsibility of the coach because as a coach we should prepare you to be ready to perform you know the decisions we make whether it gives you a medal chance whether it gives you a pb whether we choose the right attempts that is our choice that is then also our consequence you know if you are meant to perform the lifts and you lose just a little bit of focus or you choose to you know just wing the lifts that is your choice so you have to live with the consequence which is probably either a muscled lift or a struggling lift or even a failed lift so i need you to remember or i need i want people to actually understand you know this also transfers through in your life you know if you choose to do something you need to be prepared to be accountable for those consequences you know if you choose to run a red light you need to be prepared to pay a fine right if you get caught okay uh if you choose to put unhealthy food in your body right be prepared to feel uncomfortable you know i think a lot of people are not able to do that you know whether it is in their training whether it is in their lifting they struggle to actually see that at the end of the day accountability falls back on them you know for the choices that they make you know for the things that they choose to do for the things that they choose to not do all that accountability falls back onto them there is no one else that can actually do or not do anything for them you know so when it comes to the decision making process when it comes to a competition like this right it's very simple it's very straightforward i highlighted your choice your consequences as a lifter your choice to lift well is up to you it's the coach's choice to decide whether what attempts you take and how to win the competition okay last lesson right and bear with me we're almost there support you know uh, i am so thankful for the group that i actually have this trip because this time around they showed even more support for each other you know not only did they have family members here to you know encourage them to help them to support them but they also came together as a group to support each other you know uh that's that's all i have ever wanted for tv strength you know last year we also had a group you know that traveled together and you know the lessons learned from last year i think i have then corrected a lot of it along the way with with the various comps that we've had through the year more importantly i have aligned our current group with those expectations and those behavioral standards that this time around it was really easy for us to actually have that support of a team you know uh having a team i just posted this up i rehashed it from uh, this group called proactive coaching you 
having a team is it means that you have something to belong to yeah having a team means it's something that you you feel for yeah and more importantly having a team is something that you have to earn you know i think from this trip all my lifters belonging to a team have showed me that they have earned their position to be in the community you know very similarly to everyone else in the gym you know i think slowly and surely as everyone keeps to those standards that have put up in terms of their behavior in terms of how they should come in and interact with people more and more people are starting to earn their position in their community you know i think this is very important because you know you are not entitled to anything in life the moment you can understand that you know that whatever you do has an impact on the people around you whether you want it or not by creating that team environment these guys know that whatever they did would impact their own teammates so when i set those standards of keeping the morale high adhering to those values putting effort into the training you know supporting each other at every session possible i saw that in them i saw that in my team i even saw that in my community back in melbourne so the only feeling i have is a feeling of gratitude a feeling of thanks for a lot of the a lot of the people that have sent us messages a lot of people that have encouraged us a lot of people that encourage the lifters themselves you know to do the best they can so i think to wrap up this has been a really big trip for me the lessons that i've learned are very different from the last trips that i have but more importantly this trip has set the tone for what i actually want for the gym you know what i actually want for my community in fiji strength you know we have started the ball rolling with how we are meant to behave what our expectations should be more importantly what our values are and by doing so you know we can continue to do bigger and better things from here um and that's it you know uh i'm gonna i'm gonna end this podcast with you know with those lessons learned i'm gonna leave montreal with those lessons learned i'm definitely gonna reflect on the time here you know i mean these are just the main lessons that i've been able to pen down and write out and you know share with you guys but more importantly i think I'm very happy with how everything went. Uh, I can't ask for more. And more importantly, not only did I have the back of my lifters, my lifters actually had my back. So to all of those that were here, Denise, Lou, Tony, Ben, Kate, Katie, you lifters, have done me proud you lifters have done 
PG Strength Prague. Oh, not to forget Tara as well from Queensland. All of you have shown me that you know your passion for lifting is one of a kind, and I can't I can't be more honored to have that opportunity to have coached you all here. More importantly, I am honored to be part of a group like this that you guys have actually built up in terms of support for each other. I am very proud of the community back home who have constantly showed support for our guys, you know, uh, and through their preparation, through the fundraising, through the trip, and more importantly, the support crew, you know, from our practitioners who work with us like Sarah, Shamane, you know, all the other practitioners that work with the other guys. Jackie and whoever else have helped each and in every indi individual lifter, um, you know, to the to the the family members that came down to support, you know, uh, Martin, Ella, Michael, Tony's parents, Archie, you know, I think I think this trip was all about family all about that community and you know to be able to say that you know i yeah i'm i'm very proud so thank you all um hopefully you know there's some takeaways from this podcast or this episode uh i really appreciate your time you know you can you can see all the updates from the montreal trip on my instagram which is lester4kw I've also posted a few things about the trip on Facebook, on my Facebook page, The Training Geek. If you like this podcast, kindly share it uh, on these platforms. More importantly, hopefully you've taken away something that's relatable to you for your journey of weightlifting and you, know, you continue to enjoy training in the sport of weightlifting. Until next time, uh, I'll see you back in Melbourne. Thank you very much.